to the She Leads Me podcast episode number four with Holly Signorelli, wealth strategist and author of The Secret to Wealth. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. Thank you for joining us today. I am so excited to be here. Our podcast has launched. It's been on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Podcasts now for a little while. And the response from you guys has been so amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for rating my show, for leaving me reviews, for texting me, for calling me, for giving me any feedback that you guys have. I love hearing it. I love growing. I love learning. I am looking forward to continuously providing you guys really great content for you to listen to. And today is no different. Today we have wealth strategist and CPA, author of the new book, The Secret to Wealth. Her name is Holly Signorelli. And We have a great conversation for you. We dove in to so many topics that people don't typically talk to in regards to money. When was the last time you had a conversation with a CPA about your money story or the history of money in your life? I I take it that you haven't. I haven't, certainly, with any CPA that I've worked with, except for with Holly. She has this amazing new book that's coming out. The Secret to Wealth, and I've had a chance to read it before it was published, and you guys, it's it's amazing. It's on point, and it's unlike any conversation that you will hear from another CPA. She really ties in a lot of the story, the background, the emotions around money to help you move through any blocks or boundaries that you are adding in your own life in regards to money to help you move forward. So I hope you enjoyed this today's conversation with Holly Signorelli. Hello, Holly. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's nice and sunny. It's been, I mean, for Texas, it has been nonstop rain. And in fact, Ray and I were even talking about, like, we felt like we were in Seattle. (laughs) In your time of play. (laughs) And we've had beautiful weather here. So we kind of swapped. That's not, wow. That's very interesting. You know, everything for 2018 has been so weird with weather. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So just just go with it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it's super sunny today. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us here today on the She Leads me podcast. I'm excited about today's conversation. Through our company here at She Leads Me, we look at all topics and subjects through the lens of leadership, and I am eager today to talk about how it relates to our money and our finances. And as you are well aware, so many people have such a fear or negative emotion when it comes to money. 
But there are definitely ways around that. And there are ways to create a healthy relationship with money. And you are the expert of this, right? You are the wealth strategist. Mm -hmm. And we're going to dive deeper into that here in just a moment. But first, tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, where you come from. Okay, sure. Yes, I'm, I've always been in Texas. Um, I travel a lot. I, I love traveling. But I've, I've been a CPA and a financial advisor for 26 years. So I've worked with thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs mostly and also just um, independent people too. But throughout those years, it's been kind of insane because no matter, you know, there's so many people that have issues about money. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, a person, like I could be working with somebody who has a banner year and, and, uh, they'll say, well, I'm not going to be able to make this much money the next year. You know, they've already told themselves that, oh, I had a really good year, so I can't have another year like that. And and these are just conversations like throughout the many, many years of working with different types of entrepreneurs. And like over and over again, it's like I'm always having these conversations with these people and I'm wondering why they feel that way, you know, mm -hmm. and and so I started kind of like studying all of these things that had to do with the brain and the psychology of money and what made people feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why do they have such sabotage things that they do with money? You know, like somebody will give them an opportunity and then they'll find a reason not to do it, you know? Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting about that. That's so interesting, especially typically I wouldn't say that CPAs really think about that, right? That's, yeah. I would say uncommon for what we think about when we think about the finance world. Right. Um, so what, at what point did you recognize that that was a pattern in people? Um, I think honestly it, it happened. It, it ha this is part of the book, but um, when I was really young, I had I was a gymnast and I was supposed to go to an event that I had qualified for for the state of Texas and I had sprained my wrist really badly and I was just I'm like 10 years old I think it might have been 11 it doesn't matter but I was just laying there in bed and I was like crying and I was praying I was like I wanted to go to that meet the next day and and it's all of a sudden I saw this like hand go onto my hand and all of a sudden my hand was totally healed. And it was like, That's it was amazing. like something that you read about. And I was just some kid, you know, it wasn't like anyone had told me to do it. I just, I think what happened was I had no resistance because I was young. So I wasn't overthinking the process, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you had a sprained wrist right now and I said, okay, do this, you know, you'd probably be like, you'd have to, it'd probably be difficult. Right? right. So it was interesting because the next day I did go to the meet and I did get an award. But about halfway through the meet, I started questioning myself. I wasn't thinking that it didn't happen. I just was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And I remember that I started to feel some pain when I said that to myself. Mm. And I realized that I mean, again, sir, it, yeah, I was 10, you know, when you're 10, you're not, and you know, being, you're not really realizing what's happening. But then over time, especially when I was like a teenager and stuff, I started kind of thinking about this all the time because I've 
started realizing that when I say something negative, something negative happens. Mm -hmm. And if I say something good, something good happens. Mm -hmm. And I started being very aware of what I say and how I talk. And um, yeah. Yeah. So this was just part of your life growing up. This wasn't necessarily anything that you realized when you were working with people and money. This is just you living life and having that intuitive nature as to there's something greater to our mental capacity and what is like the law of attraction and those energies around that. Yes, exactly. And then, and when I started my company, after I had worked for somebody for several years, um, I would introduce those not to clients, but I would, that's how I, I was able to start my company without any capital at all. And without any marketing, I just would always have this affirmation that I'm I'm going to take my, my affirmation was like, I'm going to take damn good care of my clients. <laughs> and that was my affirmation. And, and I'm going to, and they're going to be happy and I'm going to be happy. Like everybody, it's like a win win. And that seemed to always happen to, so when I would go places and meet people, they would ask me what I do and I would end up getting those clients that way. And so I really started playing with that. Like, what does that, that feel like? What do I want? And what would it feel like if I had that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think one of the important parts of that is that it wasn't just me wanting to make money. I wanted to change somebody else's life with their money, Mm -hmm. you know, so that there was that vibrational match, right? Because if you're going to get money from somebody, it has to be a vibrational match, right? Like there's, there's right. something that they're paying you for that's giving them a benefit as well. And right. I think those kind of thoughts and ideas manifest faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And how amazing for your clients that they have somebody working for you in not just the money sense, but the backstory of the money sense, like how powerful for your clients to have that as a resource. Well, it, it kind of re- depends on who you're talking to, though, because it's <laughs> like, you know, because in the CPA world, like you were kind of saying before, you that's where we, people are doing bookkeeping and taxes and things like that. But when I am talking to someone that I've, I've known for a long time and they seem to think that they can't make more money, um, I kind of just slowly go into it, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it just kind of depends on the relationship that you have with the client, what their ex- expectation is from right. from them to me to me yeah yeah absolutely at what point did you decide that you wanted to become a cpa like um that this is like the most nerdy thing but like in i think this was in eighth grade and they asked us to um write a, a whatever it was like the career thing you know where you have mm-hmm. to write a story about what you want to do and i wanted to be a cpa because i knew that people were always going to have to, to have tax returns, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that it would be something there was, I will say that there was a time at that place at, when I was younger that I knew that there was going to be something wrong with the economy. Mm-hmm. Now I was too young to know anything about the economics of it, but sure. I just knew that I wanted to do something where I would always feel safe, where I would always have a job to do where I could get money mm-hmm. and that I, I didn't want. And, and also you have to think about it like growing up in the eighties, 
um, it was very abundant and prosperous then. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lack there. Like I didn't mm -hmm. grow up in a lack of money other than that I, we had a really big family. So we mm -hmm. you know, couldn't have everything we wanted. But but, but still, it's like yeah. I just I felt like um, that I just wanted to make sure that I was going to be OK. And yeah. I also really am I'm good at numbers and I can kind of see numbers in my head. You know, I'm not a savant or anything like that. I just um, I'm, numbers are natural to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I recognize that people are we're always complaining about, you know, math. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, wait a second here. I, I like math and I'm yeah. good at it. Nobody else likes it. Seems like only about ten percent of the population likes. It. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that's amazing. So you took this thing that you knew that you were really good at, and this desire to want stability in your life, and you paired that with your natural, intuitive ability to realize that there's more to this universe than most people connect with. And I love that. That's so amazing. And yeah so transformational for people as you help especially as we talk about the negative feelings or emotions or comments that people have around money as we've said and let's talk about your book I mean we, we've touched on it briefly but you have this upcoming book The Secret to Wealth which mm -hmm. is so brilliant by the way Thank I love you. it in your yes. book oh go ahead that was that was a long time coming. I wanted that to book to come out for so long, and um, when in the process of it, I really took my time and and really you know tapped into my creativity and took breaks and stuff in between, and it really came out way more you know better than even I thought that it would. And I learned a lot myself uh, along the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Like just going through that process is so much. What led you to that decision to actually sit down and write out these life experiences, these clients' experiences? What made you decide to actually do the hard work and write a book? Not everybody can write a book. It's a huge process, right? It, it is a huge process. It's hard to believe how <laughs> the process is. But one of them is, and, and there's a much deeper story in the book but that where I had a, a real estate investing with a couple of people and long story short um, I lost five hundred thousand mm. dollars and I I had this moment and like literally for like six months I think I was drinking like two bottles of wine I mean I don't know who else would not do that if they lost that kind of money and then one day I sat there on my my sofa and um I I said I literally had this thought and it was the scariest thought I've ever had I thought oh my god this is why people kill themselves and it wasn't because I was going to kill myself. I was never going to do that. But I, I started to resonate with why somebody had done that, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. I've had like two people that I personally know that have done that, committed mm -hmm. suicide yeah. because they lost their money. Yeah. And I, I had this defining moment where I stood up and I literally walked into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I told myself never again that I will never say something like that again and that 
I will get out of this. I will get out of it. It'll take a few years for sure, obviously, but I will get out of it. And then I will help other people to get out of it or hopefully not to get into something like that. Mm -hmm. And that, that was my affirmation there. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because when I, you know, our intentions are the most powerful thing on the planet that the intention you know, even more than the actions, it's the intention of what we want. And it's so interestingly, in those la those few years after that, there was massive synchronicities going on in my life that I weren't even, I don't even think I was creating them. They were just coming. Mm -hmm. and, and it was so interesting. And then at one point, I finally like could... Um, open up and be like, Oh my God, I'm back where I was, you know? And, mm. and then I thought, you know, I wonder there, how many people have gone through something like that and don't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what really, really made me want to do it. Yeah. That became yeah. your mission. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So this book is unlike most material that you read in regards to money or content from a CPA, right? I just, my dad's a CPA, so I grew up in that yeah. world where he was more of your typical, super analytical. It, for somebody that's as much of a feeler as I am can sometimes feel pretty cold, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So typically talking about money, again, can just seem so stale, but you speak to topics that literally perk our ears up, right? We'd turn our yes. heads. I was like reading through this book going, oh my gosh, like who talks about stuff like this, especially yeah. about money. Yes. Yeah, so it's not about CPA stuff and it's not about financial planning. It's really about your money story. That's mm -hmm. what the secret to wealth is. It's your money story. It's what you say to yourself every day. And interestingly, and, and everyone out there is going to understand this one. Like when you get a new car and you're super excited about it and you, you're driving, what happens? You see that car that's your same everywhere. car everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's called frequency illusion. And here's the amazing thing that is, uh, is so simple. And this was the epiphany that I had too, is that frequency illusion is when the back a part of your brain that's in the back of your brain actually creates an awareness of what you're thinking about. So think about how you think about your money. So if you're telling yourself all day that you don't have enough money, you can't get ahead, blah, 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 then guess what's going to happen? You're going to see and run into other people that don't have enough money. And then these people start congregating. And unlike anything else on the planet, when people start talking negative stories, everybody chimes in. Everybody wants to be the winner of the worst negative money story. Right. But, but we, that wouldn't happen with anything else. Like if, if your friend came to you and said, um, hey, I want to get married, it's time, you'd give that person a million ideas of how they could find the perfect you know, husband, right? Yes. Or, or wife. Um, but you wouldn't instead start talking about divorces and, you know, right. like you normally wouldn't do that. Such and, a good point. <laughs> yeah. So those are the kinds of things that made me realize at the very end of this when I, because I had collaborated with this neurosciences, which was also a synchronicity, that I realized that your brain is part of the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So think about that, how you talk to yourself about anything. So it, this, of course, is about money. 
but it could be anything. What, how you, t you know how everybody's all about 11, 11. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you see it all over on social media, right? Mm -hmm. That's a frequently frequency illusion because right. people are like, they love 11, 11. They just think it's cool. So they see it everywhere. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so this ties into also you use a couple of different terms for this. And so vibrational match or the energies and this book, of course, is about money. So that's what ties all of this together. Right. Those that law of attraction, the vibrational match, the energies around your finances and your money story. Yeah. And what because you're creating it. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that people don't want to hear is, you know, whatever is showing up with your money is based on your energy level. And so at the end of the book, there's the call to action about changing your money story. And we go through that on how to do that. And and I, then I shared the story of like how I met my husband because mm -hmm. I had had like three very, very bad relationships and I started thinking what am I doing and so I you know wrote down my perfect husband as if it had already happened a year ago and I was very 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 specific I mean very very specific and then I put that thing away because I thought if anybody saw it they would think I was crazy <laughs> and then three months later Ray and I got together and a year after that we got our dream home and when I was moving out of my other house, I found that letter that I put away and it was every single thing that Ray is. And wow. I, and I had forgot all about it. And so I started thinking, wait a second, I did this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, what, what am I, I'm going to do this with money too. Yeah. So I wonder if I can just write about money and get more money. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that's what you call the love connection to yes. money, right? So uh -huh. when you share a couple of those pretty profound stories, like you just shared with us in your book, and that when somebody experiences that deep love, they experience this abundance in their financial world. Would you share yes. some more of those stories about that? Yes, yes. That gives me like tingles too. Mm -hmm. Love is the most high vibration. So when you are in love, now this could be a baby that you just had or, you know, a new new husband or, or a new relationship. So when people are on that high that they get when they are, really falling in love it with with something then it literally negates all of the other negative emotions because think about it so like you're just so in love you got those hormones going on and everything are you really like would you even be fr frustrated with anyone <laughs> or you know or, or would you be like still gossiping the way that you are you know I mean I find myself doing that too I've gotten really good about not doing that because I think we just all do it and we mm -hmm. don't even think about it mm -hmm. but those kind of things don't even come out of your mouth and I've noticed that this happened for me the first year that when Ray and I were together even before we got married I started suddenly all these things were coming to me like all of these things I was getting um, with my license I was being taken all over the United States and I'm, I'm talking about California Florida New York all everything paid I mean and it like all kinds of just crazy things were happening and really it's just because we don't have the resistance there's no resistance when you're in love so mm -hmm. you want to try everything 
And that's what I've been doing this year. I've been thinking this year, like, I'm going to try everything, you know, mm -hmm. and um, because you don't want to only be in that place of love to feel that way. And, but if you just tell yourself, let me just try this thing. If I like it, I'll keep doing it. And if I don't, I won't, you know, but that you just try and don't have the resistance because the resistance is what keeps us happening, keeps us from getting what we want. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, do you find that people are open to hearing that and that that could be a possibility to them or are they pretty resistant? Like that sounds too woo woo for me what what's the response from people when you talk about stuff like this i've had a huge response and i was a little bit scared when i was writing some of the stuff um mm -hmm. and i thought oh gosh you know i mean you're throwing yourself out there it's scary right, right. and you know and there's always somebody that's just going to say something <laughs> you of know? course there's always yeah, haters yeah but no i have found that the more and more that I talk to anybody about this or even do a live feed or anything, that more and more people want to know more about this. And, and there's the, the reason is most people really understand that there is something about the law of attraction, but they just don't know what the law of attraction really, really means and how you can make it happen. So the truth is that your brain has a lot to that to to when when you want to make something happen and so that's why it's so important to understand like i am not a scientist but i collaborated with one and i used the 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 information that she gave me on one of those chapters and and it's profound and also the psychology of money so if you if you kind of look at you know if somebody's not overly spiritual the truth is that most of the book there, yes, there's a spiritual undertone to it for sure. And mm -hmm. the stories, but really it's coming down to how you talk to yourself, what, mm -hmm. you know, how your brain, the, the symbiotic relations relationship between you and your money, and also the frequency illusion that makes you see what you're talking about. So mm -hmm. again, it would be like if you had a really good feeling about your money, you'd probably be running into people that were wealthy and, and having great conversations about money and talking about getting their new car or whatever right. it was, you know, just right. people that felt abundance. But if you don't feel abundant, you're going to probably be running into people that really don't feel good about money. And then that just brings you down too. So you have to be very careful about um, getting into those conversations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You have many bold statements in your book, which I really love. I love that there's so much just courage in saying things that other people aren't saying and you're having these conversations. And one of them that stuck out to me is the quote, there is no power in money. Right. And obviously there's a lot of people in this world that believe the contrary, which is why you're putting your information out there. Tell us a little bit more about that statement means. Um, yes, money is so weird because it's really just an exchange, an exchange for this or that, almost like a barter or something. Mm -hmm. And when sometimes, um, you know, a lot of people may or may not know this, but even lottery winners, like I'm talking Powerball winners, are broke and have debt within three to five years. So wow. imagine like that you got $500 million or however it was after taxes, still a ridiculous amount of money 
for you to run through that much in three years and have debt mm -hmm. is profound. So money doesn't give a person power. I mean, millionaires or even billionaires go bankrupt. The only difference is the average millionaire or billionaire that goes through something like that, where they lose a ton of money or go bankrupt, they still believe that they should have money and that money is available. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest affirmation or negative affirmation that people have is they don't think that money is available. Right. So mm -hmm. to back that up, another piece that was really profound and resonated with me when I was reading your book was, what if money is just an exchange that allows us to enjoy life? What mm -hmm. if we all loved it, cared for it, and shared it more, knowing that there was plenty of it? Mm -hmm. I loved that. I highlighted, I underlined, I circled. I so resonated with that. And that just ties back into your whole overall message here yeah. about living a life in abundance and changing that money story. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of people too that we know, if, if you think about it, and the people I've worked with that have a lot of money, a ton of money in the bank, and they won't spend any of it, and they are not having any fun at all. Some of the wealthiest people that I've worked with are not happy at all. They, they never feel like they have enough because what happens is once you get into a different status, you know, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, expand on that but like let's say that you get into another status then the next thing you know you need to buy your own Learjet you know I mean it's right. like they, it, it's never ending so you, you what you really want to do with money is you just you want to feel safe and you want to have the money that you want for what you want to do in life so that mm -hmm. I mean it's really true you can't take your money with you I mean it is good to have savings obviously but I think more if people knew that money could constantly flow to them in all different ways and if they weren't trying to tell the universe how to get that money and they right. they would find that and and also if if my goal if if we could do a money movement across the globe because it, i mean this is across the globe i mean Anywhere you go, only about 10% of people think that there's enough money. So what okay. I want That's is insane. like sometime over, over time anyway, when people start to change their money story and their awareness about what money really is, that over, a, a, I don't know what the time frame would be, but my hope and desire, my intention mm -hmm. <laughs> would be that, that the that money across the globe would start to be more fair. And, right. and, I'm, and, I, and just to make one more point on that, people that are millionaires and billionaires, that doesn't mean they're greedy. It just means they, they, understand, they understand the law of attraction, whether they are calling it that or not. You know, they, they want money. They want things, and they make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, you know, but, the, but the truth is that most of the time when people are really, really struggling, then it's because they're still, again, talking their negative money story. Mm -hmm. So that's why the, the whole call of action at the end is to write that story and change right. your life.
Right. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Such a powerful book. I'm excited for people to be able to pick it up and read it and change their money story and change their life because it really works. It's it helped me. I read that book. I changed my money story and we've had lots of conversations about that. And I just I love it. It's so, so powerful. Well, thank you. And you know what? I did do a, a free workshop for anybody that buys it on the pre-sale. So I'll send you that link and then you can send it out. Um, and it's, it's nine modules and it's really deep um, on the book. And also um, I did some uh, like three modules at the end because a lot of people usually are asking me because I'm a CPA about mm -hmm. how to set up their structure. So yes. even if you already have a structure or you don't need somebody to tell you your structure, you'll still love the first six. Perfect. <laughs> but, but that is something that people are always asking me about LLC. So I thought I'd throw right. that one in at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a couple questions here to wrap up our time today. Okay. I have found that successful people in general are just students of life, right? They're always growing themselves. They're always trying to learn more and be more. What are some books or resources that were transformational to you in your journey in your career? I mean, my The one that comes to mind really is like The Alchemist. I don't know if you've read that. I haven't. It's a, New, York, it's a New York Times bestseller. And it's been around for a long time, but you know, it's based on, it's based on a story, but something that is plausible, you know, and this person going through this journey and, and just listening to his intuition and getting here and here and here, you know, it's like the alchemist is just, it's a, it's a great book. Um, what, uh, oh yeah, the, the book for that we did it at Iconic. Who, yes. I was I just pulled that the out and I can't remember the name. Yes, the big by Gay Hendricks. Yeah, that one actually. The first time I read it made me cry in a good way because it was mm -hmm. like, wow, you know that there's something in you that has to come out, and even if you're scared, mm -hmm. you know. And I love that idea. Um, another book like that was the feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And when I read that years ago, I realized now, like now I can pretty much do anything because I can feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. And then after I've done the first time, I'm good. Right. <laughs> it's just scary. The first you got time over that hump. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's probably my good three ones. Yeah. Excellent. What are a few tips of advice in your finances that people can look at through the lens of leadership? How can they take leadership in their finances? Um, I think really, um, if, if I don't know if you're, um, the people that are listening to this are entrepreneurs, um, probably a lot of them, yes. mm -hmm. but and also one of women things, in leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people, if they have a business, it's very easy to spend everything in that bank account, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's so much like, it's kind of like you have your bills, you know, like even in business, people usually pay bills like twice a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing that, you should also be putting some money into your savings account, you know, or if you have some debt, then just start hitting that debt. Like to me, it's about balance. You know, if you don't mm -hmm. balance things, like if you were putting everything into your debt because you're stressed out about it, but then you're not getting to do anything fun, then it's not going to be sustainable. Right. So it's like you want to do something. And that's how I was able to get through that. The other thing, you know, that right. we were talking about, because um, I mean, at one point there, it was so bad that 
there wasn't any option for me to do anything. But, but, sure. But, yeah. But during that time, I I would I still I had the vision. I had the vision, and then the things started happening. So it was kind of like, plan. Pay, yeah, may, play, so pay this down because that had to just happen. Like, and mm-hmm. sometimes you're in a situation like that. But if you just have some debt you know, and you still want to have fun, you can still balance those things easily, but kind of make it like a bill, like you're doing your bills and then you put X amount over to your savings account and then you put X amount to this debt, you know, and if you have more than, if you have a bunch of credit cards, then do the minimum on everyone, but the, the smallest one. So if you start with the smallest one and then you hit that one hard, then even if it's a small one, you'll feel good because you will have now, now you have on four instead of five credit cards, right? Right. And then you still keep doing the same thing. Then you go to the next one that is the smallest and so on and so on. So by the time you get to the big one, you only have one payment. (laughs) So yeah, those are, these are little things, but Mm -hmm. people don't think about that. And, you know, there's no reason to be miserable, um, you know, still be able to do things that you want to do that are for, for fun, but maybe not as expensive as you were doing it while you're also trying to, to pay that stuff down. Right. And then you'll feel good about life still. Right. Absolutely. And I love that. I love that you were able to share some of those tips here with us at the end, because there is also this whole other side to you that, you know, we didn't talk about today and you have a podcast money with Mm -hmm. a twist of sublime, which I love listening to. And you have a lot of tips and for people in business and how to structure things as you were talking about with your workshop you provide a lot of really great content on your podcast so I really encourage everybody to go check it out because you are just brilliant at what you do um tell us how other can connect with you and learn more about you and your genius work Okay, the easiest way is because my my last name like um, trips people up <laughs> is my website. You can go to themoneytherapist.com and and then also if you wanted to email me, it would just be Holly at the um, <laughs> themoneytherapist.com. So that'd be and that's on the website too. That the email yeah excellent well thank you so much for joining us today holly i look forward to having people connect with you and read your book and check you out again you are brilliant and so amazing at what you do and we're all very blessed to have you here today thank you well thank you and i love she leads me so it's such a great name too (laughs) yes we love it too well i will be seeing you soon okay i'll see you Bye. bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share with your fellow female leaders and consider leaving us a five-star review. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to get the latest information in the She Leads Me community. See you next time.